Can you hear me taking out my birds? No, I cannot. Or my cola, or my crochet locks. <laughs> okay. Are, are Just... you... No. I are you the type to like cut, like leave a long portion, even though you know your hair is nowhere close to that? I. Like, you know what I did. I. <laughs> I, I do because I'm sometimes I'm so afraid. But the thing about it is with the crochet, it's, it's so like, well, my crochet locks were long, but to take out the crochet was like mad easy. It's literally like just finding the little, you're taking out from the root. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like find it and then loop it out. Boom. Done. Oh, right. Right. Cause it's yeah. right. Cause it's not like single braids where your hair is actually like braided into it. Yeah. But the thing about it is now is that the locks are out, I should say, but the braid part. Mm. is what I'm taking out and my damn nails are not sharp right. and I don't have a tail comb so how you don't have a, how you don't have a tail comb big big hairstyles and you don't have a <laughs> tail comb that is black girl 101 hello I don't have a tail comb out of all of the things I'm actually traumatized by tail combs because did you get licked with it Yes. <laughs> yes, a tail comb and the hard brush. Let me tell you, the big brown bristle brush. Lord, oh my God, Mm-mm-mm. black girl trauma. <laughs> That's a fact. That's that is a real trauma. That's a fact. Yes, you're not whispering this time. Yes, I'm not whispering. So, fun fact: when we were recording, it was nighttime. And my ceiling is like, so it's so thin, like my walls are thin, the ceiling is thin, everything. So my mom was like hardcore sleeping upstairs. Um, She's been working like a damn dog from doing CMOS orders, like praise God, she's just like killing it with CMOS. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when I get home, like we pretty much... I get home at nine, I go to bed, like I'm exhausted. But that time when we were recording, I knew we had to, like I had to stay up, but she was out for the count. So I was like, yo, I don't want to interrupt her sleep. So I'm going to whisper. <laughs> and it was very obvious. <laughs> I was listening to it and I'm like, wow, why do I sound like some sex operator? What the hell is going on? <laughs> wow. But you know, all for just making sure my mom has a good night's sleep. It's true. It is 100% true. That is yeah. true. Because they be working mad hard. Shout out Trust to our me. moms. Trust me. Your mom is like out here. Like I have not seen yeah. your mom in so long. And I can only imagine like her working in the hospital. My mm-hmm. goodness. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. But you know, we just gonna get that sh- money so they can Facts. retire just now Facts. in the name of Jesus. Facts. And Facts. um, yeah. So it's episode. Yo, I th- I called last episode twenty seven. I it know. It was actually twenty eight. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. And then okay, so episode twenty nine. You realize I don't even mention anything anymore, right? I know because, <laughs> and I, and I've I don't know why I've t- taken on this task of mentioning it like like it's necessary, but um, <laughs> I don't want to screw up. <laughs> and I don't know why Spotify or any of these like um, 
these streaming networks don't like number them trust me like that it should be numbered like hello at but, all but anyway. we're here at the count on anchor right like geez. rude it's rude um yeah episode 29 we here we here i swear mm-hmm. we've it's crazy like I guess it's because of the frequency of our pods, but I'm just like, how are we only on episode 29? I know. It is the frequency. It's the it frequency is the frequency, sure. but we be busy, y'all. So, Facts. I mean, you just going to get this when you get it. You know what I mean? But I feel Facts. like, you know, we, we are on our little every other week vibe and, mm-hmm. and it gives us enough time to like do life as well. Yes. So yes, thank you for your patience. Thank you for coming back. And um, yeah, how was how was your week? How was your week and a half? Um, my week and a half has been wild, crazy, busy, nuts, um, everything in between. Um, what you call it? This show that I'm working on. Well, it's pretty much out there now. Um, I'm working on a show called Sneakerella. Which is a rendition of Cinderella. So, um, super exciting for that. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was like, I just got to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it's um, Sneakerella. It's a rendition of Sneakerella. Um, it's super exciting. Um, the leads, um, <clears throat> lead actors for the, sh- um, for the show, it's going to be on Disney Plus next year. And um, the lead actors is um, Chosen Jacobs. I believe he's like a Disney guy. He's so adorable and just so talented that we have Lexi Underwood and John Sat. Not John Sat. What's his name? Something. Oh, gosh. What's his name? Um, something Sally. Oh, my God. I don't know basketball. John, Sa- John Sally. I thought I was right. Yeah, John Sally. <laughs> I was like, is it John Sally? But um. Yeah, it's been um, such an experience to work on this show. Um, everything you have mentioned about costume buying Sharona Osborne mm-hmm. is what I am going through right now. <laughs> um, I think I was talking to you about it. And I don't know if I mentioned it on the last pod where I was as like, when you would always say, yo, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. I would be like, Girl, you ain't that tired. Like you just out here working. Like you you working just like me. Like it's not that big of a deal. And now I'm working as a buyer, a full time buyer. I'm like, damn. Like mm-hmm. my legs are completely shot. Um, my head sometimes is like spinning. I sometimes forget to eat. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like grabbing stuff on the go, like it's like go, eating go, in go, your go, car, go. eating in my car, Driving, especially now, like especially now because you can't even really eat in a food court or anything. You legit have to eat in your car all the time. You're looking at emails, like it's a rewarding job nonetheless. Because when you see these, the pictures from um, the um, actors on set or just like the final product after it's done. Like it's the most rewarding feeling. But people think that this life is all glitz and glam and oh yeah, you're just shopping for pretty clothes and you're just out here and da 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 making this money. No, <laughs> there's like 
this shit does not come easy like absolutely not and listen when i was saying i was tired and you like you working just like me um listen there's a whole level to literally walking on your feet for 10 to 12 hours a day like it is not like it's literally like you're at the gym all day on a treadmill yeah and you know the back and forth driving and being in traffic like it the whole shebang so absolutely like it it is very tiring. People yeah. think it's so glamorous. Like I love my day job. You know, I'm happy to be in this industry, happy to know the runnings in and out as a buyer over the years. But it's like, it's not just like, you know, oh my God. And like you're saying, shopping for pretty clothes all day and all that type of stuff. No. Absolutely not. It's not by no means. Like things change. And on this show, there is lots of multiples. So you're not you're buying not just one uh, one of that outfit. Sometimes you gotta buy eight of that outfits, and sometimes mm-hmm. last minute that outfit doesn't work. So then you gotta go back and exchange. Like it's just <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. it's a lot of runaround. It's a lot of runaround, and you can't take anything personal. Sometimes you'll buy stuff and it doesn't work, and then you gotta go out again and buy more and buy more and buy more. Until and the keep show in done. mind that a lot of things depending on what it is like that you're buying for your show is not always going to be conveniently at the nearest mall that's right by your office you know what i mean like i have driven to timbuktu for one item you know what i mean like that's just the nature of the game facts facts so um yeah it's been uh it's been a learning experience with this job um but i am grateful for it um yeah it's it's just been it's been it's been so cool it's honestly been really cool and i thank god for this opportunity and to be working to be honest with you to actually be working when i know so many people still have not are not working who have lost jobs because of this pandemic, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm walking into the mall because that's we live in the mall, and to see certain stores closed down. Le Chateau just announced that they were fully closing everywhere. Yeah, like, and the thing about Le Chateau, they've always kind of put it out there that they're not doing well, that they're filing bankruptcy, yada, yada, yada. Like, that's always kind of been a rumor for the last few years, but to actually know that it's happening now, like, that's a lot. And then I was in, um, where was I? The Bramalee Center. Oh, Lord, I haven't been there in years. Oh, my God. I went to Bramalee for the first time last week that, oh for the first time ever in life ever in life i've never <laughs> been to bramley b-town <laughs> never been to bramley because so there's a pair b-town what the no, i am not a b-town kiati at all <laughs> like i don't go those ways and the, again traveling to traveling to timbuktu for one pant mm-hmm. <laughs> was over there and i walked into a store and um, a gentleman and I were just talking, uh, and he was just like, "Yeah, I heard that H and M's not doing well, and they may be closing down at this at this store at, at this location." I'm like, "Excuse me?" He's like, "Yeah, that's what I that's what I've been hearing." I'm like, "Wow, 
big time H&M, like mm-hmm. that's wild. Even, even Le Chateau has been an OG for a very, very long time. Let me tell you, that was my go-to in grade eight and grade nine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I got all of my, all of my pants there, especially I went to a uniform <laughs> school. So I get all of my pants, a stretchy black pants that I would wear. <laughs> with a little I, flare? Like, absolutely. With a little flare and I wear it with my lugs or like my ah, saponies. Ah, <laughs> not the lugs. <laughs> yes, the lugs. I had the blue ones, the blue and white, and they were suede. Oh and they had God, a white sole. No. And then I had the Sacconis. Blugs and Sacconis were my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I get all of my black pants from the Chateau. But yeah, that's, it's just, it's just wild to know that these stores are not doing well and have been affected by the pandemic. It, it hits home. It hits home. Or just it's going to the mall. And I mean, it's great for us because we're not really around the hustle and bustle in the malls. Like how. Child, my favorite thing <laughs> is the mall early morning, you know, mm-hmm. when it first opens, yeah. like, like, and now she's at the mall opens at 11. Oh my God. To 10, like it makes a huge difference, but yes. like early mornings where the shops are clean and it's just. Yes. It's just you and the elders or like the stay-at-home moms or the yep. pregnant women with their strollers, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm good with that time. Yep. Last night, yep. n- not, to, not to cut you off, but last night, where was I yesterday? Um, oh, on Friday. On Friday, I finished my day at Square One. And I was like, shit, it's like Friday night at the mall. Mm-hmm. And it was pack up. Like, all the teenagers. Really? Yes, all the teenagers with their little dates, walking with their little booze. And then apparently, as I was trying to leave the mall, there was this long-ass, like, lineup of cars going I don't know what square one is doing but there's some like haunted drive-through I don't know if it's like a haunted house sort of vibe but the drive-through version minimal but I know I was dead in this traffic and I was like oh hell no like (laughs) I was pissed but anyway continue (laughs) wow square one the last few times I've been at square one yeah you know what square one is I find the busiest mall because I mean, I've gone to Sherway. Sherway is pretty much every time I've gone to Sherway, it's been dead. And then Square One, I only go in the mornings or like mid to late afternoon. Where is your office? My office is close to the airport. So it's oh. like, I mean, I'll tell you offline. But yeah, it's literally like 15 minutes from the airport, if that. Yeah. And it's kind of like in this like abandoned. Like, it must be a newer space that they're using as a studio. Yeah, yeah. Because... But there's a lot of like industrial stuff. Like there's always big time, big ass trucks all around. Mm-hmm. So very dangerous, very dangerous area. But um, yeah, it's been like the last week and a half has been wild just been wild and great experience and my sister's shindig happened um super cute last week which was adorable oh my gosh it was so So cute cute. the cozy sweater um covid friendly (laughs) um outdoor events that she had with 
a very small group of girls and um, she had food and um, Yara Bean was not in attendance. I was Sadly. a little upset. Mm-hmm. I was a little upset about that, but my sister needed a time. Yes, out. absolutely. Yes, she deserves. She deserves. But um, yeah, it was just, it was just so cute. And like my sister and I were going like back and forth. She was just like, do you think I should have it? Do you think I should have it? Oh my God. What if the numbers go down and so on and so on? I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, y'all don't really go anywhere. I know your friends don't really go anywhere like that. I get checked for COVID pretty much every week. I know Sharona gets checked for COVID every week. Like as long as we're following the guidelines and we're outside, like I feel like it's cool and we're not having a party. Like mm-hmm. I think there wasn't there wasn't a lot of people there. It was just cute. And mm-hmm. it was just good around just good to be around just girls just shooting the shit. Yes. Looking cute. Yes. Just looking cute and just And you just, know yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. in the black girl magic. I Absolutely. Just love it. it was beautiful. It was black girl magic all day. Black girls in the fall, you know, protective yes. styles on deck. And we were just yes. having a good old time. But like, on in addition to that, like, I just love being in this space of like, like, I am your friend, but I've been around your sister's friends for some years now, just off the strength of, you know, the events and stuff like that. But it's like, when I come around, it's like, they're, they're my friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, we're all just kind of cool and, you know, it's support, it's love. It's, oh my God, girl, love your shoes, you know, whatever. And it's genuine just on some grown woman shit. And I love that all your, your sister's friends are productive. They are educated. They are, you know, a bit like, career women you know all those wonderful beautiful things and and um and I also love like that was such a grown woman event where dude if I I got to be in my bed by like 10 30 I was happy <laughs> as fuck I you was were? like yo I still get to like come out be cute socialize yes. and guanama yard like yep. you know what I mean yep. like we're not doing the you know we're past the straggling home at 4 a.m because you're drunk like you know what I mean we had there was there was endless amounts of alcohol there yes. and like I don't think anyone was really like on a super wave everyone's just kind of chilling and drinking but it wasn't like the main thing to like I need to leave this place smashed I need to drink up all the liquor until it's done like it was not that vibe at all and I was just like so happy about it yeah yeah and um shout out to you for always coming through like any event my family has especially like my sister you're there tick tick like no matter what you're there all the time so like shout out to you like I tell you all the time I'm like within your busy schedule you still show up and show out and engage with the family and like the games and everything because my sister's (laughs) all about games I love it all the time (laughs) yeah it's dope it's dope but how was your how was your last week and a half um yeah I mean I always have to like write thoughts down so that I don't forget because literally it's like what did I do this week like it's all a blur um but I mean it's been good you know okay 
here's the thing. If I'm mm-hmm. honest, I do feel like I've, I was a little walkless this week <sighs> or this past week. And what I mean by that is like, when I come home, I have all these plans to like sit at my desk and tick off the old to-do list because Lord knows I got mad shit going on. But over this past week, I have literally just been coming home, taking a shower, laying down and just going to bed. Like I've been Mm -hmm. in bed by like 10, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Which normally would not happen. And so I remember I told you a little while back that like, I feel like my body is changing like hormonally hormonally and stuff like that like in terms of like PMS and I'm just starting to like really feel the effects of like getting my period which sounds crazy but it's true like you know what I mean like like by God's grace I I have not been plagued with hardcore cramping or those types of things so yeah like I've never had that but it shows up in my body in other ways like hardcore mood swings and hardcore like fatigue right so I'm just mm-hmm. like yo there's no way I'm this walkless like nah okay my period's coming okay bet like yeah okay that's why so I was just like yo how do I like like combat that like I'm not good with just accepting that like I don't have the luxury of just like not doing anything for a whole week like outside of my mm-hmm. day job so anyways that's that so I'm just kind of thinking about just kind of up a bit of different time management moving into this coming week like in terms of like I do want to if I go to bed earlier I'm good with that but I need to also wake up earlier and do things in the morning because I'm the most productive in the morning so that's that um I've also been having really vivid dreams and it's crazy that like you know like you have told me multiple times that you would have dreams that you know, I was in or something Mm -hmm. in regards to like my life or career or something like that. And then another um, girl that I know we've we've become, you know, um, social media friends. And she saw me like a few years ago, like in Walmart in person. And she's like, hey, you you know, Shona from White Lie. And I was like, yeah, but don't look at me. I look crazy in this Walmart. Nobody's (laughs) supposed to see me, you know? And then we had like a nice little chat and like, she's just been super supportive of like everything that CHP is doing and, um, you know, the pod and everything like that. So anyway, she hit me up last week and was like, yo, sis, like I had a dream about you. And I was like, word, like what? Like how random. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't like bad or anything. She she couldn't remember fully, but um, it was just kind of a little bit vague. But like overall, it was just so interesting. Like I think that kind of thing is so interesting because obviously like I'm a spirit youth. So everything to me is like, it starts in a spiritual place first. And I'm just like, you know, sometimes I'll be like, looking for God to speak directly to me, but sometimes he'll just like send the message through somebody else kind of thing. And, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so, so that's fine. But then like, I've been having like vivid dreams lately about, um, so actually last night, interestingly enough, and I, I'm going to say it because I can remember it clearly. It's Mm -hmm. like, I feel like I was on some sort of like college campus. It basically looked like the set of dear white people. Mm -hmm. And 
there was this really big hill, like a really steep ass hill. And I was trying to walk up this hill Mm -hmm. and I, I would get up a few steps and it would be really hard and like, Mm -hmm. like to where my feet would not move. And then I look over to my right and there are these two black women don't know who they are, but they're sitting in a car and they're just like egging me on. Like, you got it girl, keep going. Like that type of thing, like, like straight up cheerleading for me to like go up this hill. And but it's like, I'm trying to take the next step and I'm trying to take the next step. And it was just so hard. And, mm. and, and then I look away and look back at the hill and all of a sudden there are stairs on the hill, like in order, cause there was previously no, nothing for me to grip onto. And mm-hmm. then now there are stairs on this hill and now I'm able to just walk up this hill. And I was like, wow, like that was like super clear. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it, it, it kind of mirrors like what I feel like is my current journey of things mm-hmm. just feeling so difficult and trying to get to that next level. And then, you know, you have people cheering you on and that sort of thing, but it's still difficult. And then um, one day it will just be like, oh, here you go. Like, you know what I mean? And um, so anyway, that was my most recent dream. Those are the Um, ancestors, girl. Those are the ancestors. Like, it's just, it's just, it's, it's wild because I can't have such a vivid dream like that and just be like, oh, I ate carbs last night. Like, nah, like I know that there's some messaging in that, you know? Um, so God has truly humbled me in the area of procrastination because this, this habit of mine, this, this uh, thing in my life has shown up in so many areas. Danielle, it's sickening to me. Okay. And it's just like, dude, like, why am I like this? Like, like, in big things okay fine you have this big thing this project do that you don't want to get started okay but it's literally in everyday little things too and so what happened was so um is your car is push start right um yes you have now right Mm -hmm. so we have fobs right so you know it's in your purse it's in your pocket you can open your car door cool so for the past few months um, my key fob has been acting up. Like sometimes it will work. Sometimes it doesn't. And mm-hmm. it just means like I'd, I'd have to like take it out of my pocket and actually press the buttons, whatever the case. So I knew that, um, it's probably just the battery, right? Of, oh, uh, in, in the fob. Okay. So as you know, we do our COVID testing every week or whatever. Mm-hmm. So my COVID testing for my, in my in my building, like in my um where my office is, is like around the studio. So I drive over there because ain't nobody walking, even though it was a nice day. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. I, walk, I walk all damn day. So anyway, I drive over there, cool, get my COVID test, my nigga. I go back into my car <laughs> and Dang. my car would not start for the life of me my fob just completely conked out okay and 
you know, so they say, you know, oh, there's a sensor in the fob where you just put it up to the little push button. And then that's kind of like, you know, the trick to get your car to start or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it has a little key inside, but the key's yeah. workless because the key does not start the car. There's nowhere to put the key. It's oh just to, it's just to open the door if you were ever like locked out of the door. So it's like, okay, oh, cool, no. I can get into the car, but I still can't like move. Wait, hold on. So you don't have because with my not with okay, so with my rental, I have the push start. But in my my actual car, I have the push start. But if my battery is low, I can actually take the fob and there's like a little square hole and by my steering wheel and I put the key fob in that little hole oh, and no. that will start my car no what? no no mine is okay. not like that mine's oh not my like god that. oh yeah. my god you're literally shit out of luck okay no oh my god but i mean really no really there's a there's a sensor in the fob so whether the fob is dead or not it should be able to start the car regardless uh-huh. but for some reason it just was not happening for me and i was literally sitting there for like 10 15 minutes dude the piece of prayer i had to put down because i was like yo what if i was on road road like i, I knew i knew like worst case scenario i would be able to like fix this situation right because i was still at work like at my office it wasn't going to be like the end of the world but at the same time it was really scary and then so i prayed and like you want to see me caressing the <laughs> fob caressing <laughs> I'm like, oil trying to find oil listen you want to see the piece of prayer on the fob, okay? And then it worked. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you, Jesus. Yo, the way I flew to Walmart for a new, for a new friggin' um, battery. And then I bought like a pack of them and like oh my God. The, and kept them in the car. I'm like, dude, this was God being like, little girl, how many times did I have to tell you to change thank that you. damn battery? Mm. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm going to give you this little scare so yo ass can do what mm-hmm. i told you to do months ago because clearly like you're just you know walking on yep. water with this one when it's not necessary <laughs> so anyway that was a very humbling experience because i was like yo like god does that to me a lot where like i could be in a very questionable situation but i'm still safe but it's like mm-hmm. it's like he shows me it in a safe space to make me know you didn't have to be in this safe space. You could have really been in the middle of that shit nowhere at 2 a.m. Like you really could have been. You know what I mean? That shit happens to me all the time. And my mother says, I'm like the luckiest person in the world. She was just like, the way you master to get out of situations when I specifically <laughs> told you, Jinya, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it later. And then boom. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. So, you know, now your girl is just checking herself in all areas of, and facets of life. And this, and you know, I do this every so often where I'm just like, okay, so the laundry that I had planned for today, I'm going to do it today versus <laughs> tomorrow. You know what I mean? Just those simple ah, tasks, ah, girl. Ah. Simple tasks would not defeat me in the name of Jesus. Okay. Um, other than that, oh, um, have you watched Grand Army? 
I have not. And number one, I have to because I worked on the show with you for my little time being on the show. Yes, girl. And then Gigi is in it. Hi, girl. Gigi is all the way in it. Shout out to Gigi. Yeah. I have to watch. I binged the whole season in a day. How many episodes? It's nine episodes. Okay, Um, cool. I can watch it today when I get my hair done. (laughs) Um it's so good like it it was so well written and um again what i love is and i'm just obviously for obvious reasons i'm very inspired anytime i see a playwright go from theater with their story to tv with their story Mm -hmm. um and that's exactly what what this is and it's just raw it's real i love the fact that they've highlighted like number two on the show is a haitian woman like a haitian young girl and so you know it Gigi was just straight up in her element in in her role as far as being able to speak creole and french for the whole time it was just so beautiful like i just love that they finally highlighted like a real black culture, like culture, like, you know what I mean? And it was just so beautiful. I obviously was um, one of the lead buyers on that show. And so Mish, was your name in the credit? Was uh, your name in the credits? No, buyers' names don't go in credits. Listen, designers all up in there. It should, it should, but you know, we getting there, we getting there. Designers generally are in credits. but yeah, I'm so, actually a little perturbed that your name is not in the credit. <laughs> I'm a little, but, I'm a little annoyed. And you know what? And here's the thing, right? And even like um, my girl hit me up and she was like, yo, I got to hail you as the buyer for yes. like be, being able to differentiate like find a personal style for all those characters because it was an ensemble cast so it's not like you have two leads and the rest are just insignificant everyone had a solid part and had a solid look to them and so you know the um dana who who was the costume designer she's from new york she did uh, the first season of claws as well Mm -hmm. um and she did a great job at obviously designing but what people don't know you know we are like as buyers we are like the unsung heroes of the costume department because realistically you know it's definitely a communal experience and a and you know a team effort to bring looks together but but I like really a designer's job is to express the need and the want and the desire to the buyer in terms of the look and it's us as the buyers who are out on the road Mm -hmm. physically bringing back these options so that the designer can see and be like yes that floral bubble jacket yes yes, that's the one that I want you know what I mean so so we play such a huge part in the decision making of that because it's like really if if your designer's back is against the wall and they can't physically get out there and shop they have to depend on a keen shopper to bring them the proper options right aka right now COVID. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. So it's like, you know, that I was really appreciative of that, you know, extra love for 
particularly the buyers because like we really out here like really bringing the shit to life you know um but anyway the show itself is just so great i was bawling multiple times um the previews alone looks like yeah it's a tearjerker yeah yeah it's good and i just love that you know um these shows are being done for the young adults, you know, they're teenagers, but they move, they're like grown people. They're, they're going through real grown people shit. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, so yeah, so that was dope. It was wonderful to be a part of that experience. Um, and I got like a really bomb monologue from, from the show that mm. like, I just want to learn and, have in my own back pocket when you watch the show you'll know exactly like what i'm talking about it's just so real and touching and grounded in reality and i was like yo this like this can come from my voice as well um so so yeah that was that and um yeah um yeah, that was pretty much like my my weeks. And of course, um, before we move on, we absolutely mm-hmm. have to acknowledge the things that are happening in Nigeria right now, which yes. are just um, sickening and disturbing. And honestly, I have I have to kind of screen my viewing at times. Like absolutely. I can't, I can't look at like death and blood and all those things like for too long anymore like I just feel like since this whole like since March and COVID and Black Lives Matter stuff and everything and you know war against Black women and all the shit that we have had in 2020 already and now we're in last quarter and this SARS thing is is big and and brazen it's just like can we get a break like yeah and it's it's just it's just sorry it's just extra sad because it's black people doing this to black people Mm -hmm. you know and and you have to consider like the brainwash the thirst for power um the distrust this distrust of your own community you know i know even just over the years like um, you know, just, uh, you always hear certain stigmas about certain cultural groups, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm 100,000% sure that, that you, as well as myself over the years, you know, people have always associated like doing fraud and shit like that, like with Nigerians, right? Like, oh, you got all that money. Oh, what's the, what's the visa link? Like all that, like, we know that's a, a, a part of like, what we've heard over the years forever just in our in our in our you know surroundings in the world whatever the case may be but it's just so unfortunate and sad that like like whether it be true or not it's like you have something like the SARS group like going this hard and like killing people and mm-hmm. raping people and in in and robbing them essentially off the strength of like what trying to keep the place safe or mm-hmm. it's just so disgusting and, and like hurtful and it's like I was, I'm watching things and I'm just like yo this makes this puts me back in the place where I felt 
you know, it's like months ago when I said like, yo, I was like scared to be in my, um, in the park behind my house, riding my bike, seeing three white men walk towards me. Like that Mm -hmm. same sort of anxiety kind Mm -hmm. of sprung up again, because it's just like, you don't know what, like, what more moral standard people are operating from and not and not all you know what i mean not all black people are your allies and mm. all that type of like you know when they say that all skin folk is kin kinfolk and it's like this is a, a prime example of that being true yeah yeah it's um i too had to kind of I mean, I'm aware of what is going on in Nigeria. Um, I have many Nigerian friends and um, I love everything about the just anything dealing with Africa. I have like over the last few years, my tie with just me being black and just trying to tracing my roots to Africa has just been really, really, really in me. So to know what's going on in Nigeria is horrible. It's, it's mm-hmm. wild. Um, like I said, the stuff that's going on in social media, I mean, that right now is our news. Like, it's, I don't even watch CNN. I hardly watch TV. Everything, if I want to find news, I go on Instagram. It's just there. And um, yeah, it's heartbreaking. It's honestly heartbreaking. There was a photo of a gentleman holding this the um, Nigerian flag. And I'm sure like this has gone viral because I've seen photos of just the flag and the flag is bloody. Mm-hmm. And then um, with that photo, if you go to the next slide, you actually see the gentleman holding the flag. And I think he's covering a loved one and he's holding the person in his hand covered mm. in that flag. <sighs> like, it's yeah, it's, it's, hard. Hard it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to watch. And with all that being said, it's just, I know people's faith right now is all over the place. Like I'm looking at people that were firm believers in God. And then I see them even questioning if God even exists mm. and so on. And that, that's scary. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. really scary to me because I'm just like, you were, you were there, you were that believer. And just now, because obviously with 2020, just being so like, disappointing and just the death and the trauma and so on it's it's shaking people up and it's question it's making people question but we just honestly have to keep the faith no matter what like I'm not one of those people that is going to be like you know everything happens for a reason and yada yada I'm not not that person but at the end of the day I do believe like there is a god and this too shall pass this too shall pass I feel like, I wouldn't say God is trying to tell us something, but there is, there is something happening. And I'm just hoping and praying that all of this will end soon. 
just yeah. like how everything else has somewhat <laughs> ended. But this particular situation, what's going on in Nigeria, like my prayers and thoughts go out to all of my Nigerian friends, um, Nigerian people in Nigeria, um, just and just African Africa and as a nation, Africa. period. Yeah. Just you know, Africa because overall, because that stuff could trickle down. It, Absolutely. it doesn't have to just happen in Nigeria. It could be happening somewhere else in Africa. And we don't know. And we just don't know. Absolutely. And, and, or anywhere else in the world or in yeah. a black community that has just not made it to the internet yet. And, Facts. and, um, it's true. Like, even when you mentioned, like wanting to get back to your roots, like, you know, I had, I was, you know, was blessed to be able to go to Ghana last year in 2019. And, um, you know, of course there was tons of Nigerians and people were going back and forth just depending on how long your stay was. I didn't go to Nigeria at that time, but just being on the continent, just being in the, in, you know, in Ghana itself and just seeing and feeling the richness of the roots and, and the history and like if, was really this you you feel different in that place because it's like wow this is actually really for real mm -hmm. where life began essentially you know what I mean so there yeah. is there is just this regal sort of feeling this empowerment that just feels so beautiful and awesome and you know it's the return the return to what was that what was it called? The return, the year of the return. The year of the return, exactly. Um, you know, a few years prior, and it's like everyone was, you know, um, you know, African prince and kente cloth, and you know, just the the style and the fashion and all this type of stuff. And I put up a meme, you know, that I saw somebody's, um, I reposted a meme that somebody had put up earlier this week, just saying like, "Yo, you know, you love the aesthetic." You mm -hmm. love the look, you love African queen fashion and this, this, that, you know, the food, the music, the Afro beats, the dancing, but y'all like mad silent when it comes to NSARS, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When it comes mm -hmm. to this pandemic that's happening there, you know, mm -hmm. like where, where are all the people that were like, yo, I got to get over the Afro cella is lit, da, da, da. like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and it's just, it's just sickening, you know, it's just sickening that people really just do things for their own convenience, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just really, really sad. And you know what I think about too? Um, and I know we had a separate conversation about something earlier um, this week about when people are doing wrong, where are the people around them? Like where are their like family members or wives husbands grandmothers like mm -hmm. is there no voice of reason so all the people who are part of SARS like killing robbing other young people you know threatening raping sometimes I don't believe that the wives of these people are oblivious to what their husbands are going out and doing absolutely not absolutely absolutely not but I feel that I mean, it could be a bunch of different things. I mean, at the end of the day, they 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 probably do know, but they're scared to even say something mm -hmm. um, because they know the power that their significant other has. Maybe 
they just feel like threatened maybe like who knows who and also really knows? It's, it's kind of like a lot of times it's also that thing of like this is our only means of survival this is mm-hmm. how we keep food on our on our table so yep. as long as my husband comes home at night and mm-hmm. we are provided for yep you know i don't really care how he's getting it that's- and brainwashing is a thing too mm-hmm. like brain i've seen women personally get brainwashed like just mm-hmm. believe everything that somebody tells them and they don't mm-hmm. see they don't see the wrong at all no matter how many times you're like this is wrong what people what your husband or what your partner is doing is wrong they're like no no Mm. yeah it's wild (sighs) okay Mm -hmm. so i mean kind of in the same vein of culture and and that sort of thing um I know we were talking about before and just wanted to get into it a little bit on the pod. It's like the cultural differences when dealing with pressure. Yes. Or dealing particularly, and let's be real, particularly like white people, Caucasians, whatever, versus black people. Like mm-hmm. just the situations and scenarios that that we've both been in and like Mm -hmm. how we've observed like how pressure impacts you know people from different cultures like it just feels like like we always talk about you know white woman tears like just Mm -hmm. call it what it is you know what I mean it's it's a it's an age-old thing it has Mm -hmm. gotten people wrongly accused it has gotten people killed it has gotten people hung by trees it has gotten people you know what i mean just the worst of the worst yes is these you know and it just seems to be the Mm go-to right just like oh my god the world's against me and it's just like so annoying because Mm -hmm. even in our lives everyday things like we we still see it and experience it and it's like i just feel like i know for myself like as a black woman, it's like, and then just watching my mom and everything, it's like, yo, there's so much shit that we go through that we just have to like suck up for lack of better words. Mm -hmm. Like in that thing of like, okay, I'll deal with this later, you know? And then if you don't really take the time to self-care and really deal with it later, then it just, it just adds to like the baggage that you're carrying. Yep. And then you You explode. And then you just explode. And that's, that is usually what happens with Black women. Um, They reach a breaking point and they just go off. And then they are told or they get the narrative of being that angry Black woman Mm -hmm. because they just had to put up with so much shit. So like for everybody that knows of a, quote unquote, angry black woman, that angry black woman just didn't go, just didn't like one day- Just come out of nowhere. Come out of nowhere. It's been years upon years upon years of just trauma. And that's just all it is between either 
herself um, going through a traumatic experience or just just something annoying that just was like nitpicking at her or she's seen what her mother has gone through like what you were saying her auntie her grandmother and so on like even what she sees on social media or just the media in general like this is and we've also like black women unfortunately we have normalized a lot of that pain Mm -hmm. and that trauma and um you know just speaking to um family members and friends over the years and you know things like being in verbally abusive relationships or mm-hmm. you know what I mean just those things that it's just like oh he's just mad whatever oh yeah he called me a bitch whatever it's because he's just upset right now but it's just like it's not right but it's like we we've just I don't know like just a threshold of pain and frustration has just gotten so big for us because yes we've we've just been so used to it and it's just so wrong and then so when you're put into situations where you and like a non-black person are going through the same type of stress but not even as severe as that it's like they totally just lose their shit and just mm-hmm. can't cannot cope at all and, and i understand that they're see i feel like tucking things under a carpet is not healthy Mm-hmm. But understanding how to cope and shift and pivot and troubleshoot, I think those are crucial like um, qualities to have. Absolutely. But it's like how you just go curl and f- and crumble every time something doesn't go your way. Like I don't. Yeah, that shit happens all 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 the time, and <laughs> especially in our industry. Like, I mean, and I'm not just speaking about film. This is just fashion industry overall. Mm-hmm. Me working in certain environments and seeing people crumble when things are not, when there is no structure mm-hmm. or when it's, there is structure and then all of a sudden there is no structure or like things just change and so on especially during covid where everything is like on a trial basis like we've never been through something like this in our lifetime before and everybody's just trying to like figure it out but that there's certain people that are just not built for it they thought that they were because i mean at the end of the day they need the money and so on but when push comes to shove they're really not built for it like I'll give you a perfect example I had to do city line last week or two weeks ago mm-hmm. and I was having technical difficulties the last the last time I did it um which people wouldn't know because <laughs> I mean it's not shown on camera but um obviously everything is being done from home we cannot set foot in the studio in this um the city line studio like at all Mm -hmm. and to be very honest with you we don't know when that's even going to happen again until at least maybe 
late 2021, maybe 2022. Like that's, that's what's happening over there. So everybody is doing their segments from home. And um, obviously technology is our best friend, but sometimes technology doesn't work in our favor. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with the carrier you, um, you have for your Wi-Fi. It's just, <laughs> it's just whatever. And um, I was having major technical difficulties for not the segment I did, but the previous one. And um, had to do this, uh, my latest segment at the, studio, at the, um, the City Line studio, but outside. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this week, you, will, you guys will be seeing me outside. Wow. <laughs> doing City Line. I think did it was they, the like, Did they set up for you? So, okay. For the people that, for my Torontonians, I'm going to let you know exactly where it was done. So, you know, you know where the, you know where the, um, the um, Omni tv the Avi, omni building is yeah. it's like okay so you know like there's like this underpass it's almost like a little train track and there's an underpass and it's close to the green pea parking okay okay yeah. so that little underpass right there is where you did it <laughs> yes wow. so like two cameras had to come out a security guy had to come out and basically tell nobody, tell everybody that, yeah, you can't come through there because technically it's a dead end. Like nobody's supposed to go through there, mm-hmm. but obviously cars do. And um, yeah, I pretty much rolled up there with my rolling rack. And, <laughs> um, wow, good for you. And um, had like six or seven outfits. It was a windy day too. Get that. Mm. So they had to get sandbags. Did you have um, an assistant with you? No. Mm. I had to get sand. We got sandbags to put down my rolling rack because as I'm talking with Tracy over the monitor, my rolling rack started to fly away. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. a drama and then me and Tracy are laughing because she sees me through the window and I'm talking we're talking through the monitor and she's cracking up I'm cracking up and at the end of the day it had to be done we got the sandbags I literally had like a few minutes to do it and I just had to roll with the punches like I had no choice they let me know ahead of time that yeah we're going to be filming this outside because we can't have somebody come into your home and film it because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So the only thing is, is like, A, we can do it in your backyard. I don't really have the room in my backyard to do it because I had this tent in my backyard, like a little patio set. So I had no thing to do it there. So they're like, all right, just come to the studio, do it outside. I'm like, all right, well, this is what I have to do. So... I mean, I could have got frustrated. I could have said, you know what, F this. I'm not doing it outside. But I just had to roll with it. And I don't know, and it's not even a culture thing. I don't know if a lot of people would be so 
gung-ho to do an episode like that outside no, i think people maybe would i be was pissed <laughs> yeah people would be livid people would be like <laughs> like um can we reschedule this especially <laughs> <laughs> when that rolling rack went <laughs> oh my but that when at the end of the day it's just we just have to roll with it we just have to yep. roll with it and certain people certain people are just built differently mm-hmm. like that's all it is like it's just how bad do you want it is what i'm saying it's true that is really what it boils down to um do you and you know in my thoughts of thinking about pressure and stuff like that i feel like kind of in the same vein is like nose like like getting no's right like you really Mm -hmm. want something and you just are getting no's right left and right and I know obviously both of us have had our experiences in that um and even currently like you know I could say do you have I don't know like I guess I'm trying to say like is there a way to like not or, or do you have like um, a strategy of how not to be, be so broken when you receive a no or that you really wanted as a yes? Um, I think, hmm, this is gonna sound really bad or really negative or just uh-huh. really, I wouldn't say negative, but because I'm in an industry where no's happen so often, <laughs> mm-hmm. where it's like you want something really bad, and then unfortunately it doesn't go as planned. AKA my trip to or my when I was supposed to go to Kuwait, where I thought everything was planned, and that was a hardcore yes, and then it turned out to be no. Mm-hmm. Like that broke me. And then the multiple no's after that, when I was applying for jobs where I had all the qualifications, but it just wasn't the right time. So after those experiences in 2018, I've kind of conditioned my mind to say, you know, that what that's not for me. God sees better for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, at times I'm just like, it, it hurts regardless, mm-hmm. especially if you really want it. But um, at the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what? There's better coming. Because I've, yeah. I've, I've witnessed it. I've witnessed it firsthand where I thought that was the most, the best thing that could happen to me. But something else happened a few months ago or a year ago that was better and then i look back at that and be like all right that's why i didn't get that it still hurts and it still stings yeah but that's kind of how i condition my mind to think what about yourself um yeah i mean again obviously um particularly within my acting career um, I'm subject to no's all the time, you know, like I've done so many auditions 
over the past few months and it's like you'll get the call back or you'll be right on the brink of of booking and then it doesn't happen you know and Mm -hmm. I have this tendency of whenever I get and and I don't think it's a bad tendency at all because I'm always in expectation of the best possible Mm -hmm. outcome so whenever I get an audition I I just automatically picture it as booked for myself Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it's just what I do you know as you should right and so I'm looking at the dates I'm like okay so I'm gonna need this day off work whatever you know all of that kind of stuff and but then so then I'll have to do the audition and then I'll literally have to like just switch my my mind frame a little bit and just be like okay so I've done all that I can do Mm -hmm. now you know God has to do the rest pretty much like if if I'm meant to be in this if this project is meant for me to be a part of then it will happen Mm -hmm. and we say all that and all of it sounds good in theory but it's like after and and like yourself you know as you've mentioned before like after going through um just consecutive no's like for Mm -hmm. months on end it's kind of like you start to question yourself Mm -hmm. like yo like is it me like is there something that I'm not seeing like am I pushing for something that is not meant to be or whatever the case may be and then you'll get like these unorthodox opportunities Mm -hmm. you never saw coming and it's like oh okay no I guess this is for me like you know because I'll be out here asking God for signs like weekly like trust me am I supposed to be doing this like do I just want this for myself or is this the thing that you actually have for me like you know Mm -hmm. that sort of thing because it's like why isn't it happening why isn't it happening but as as far as dealing with those like yeah I mean this is why I asked the question because even though I can train my mind to be like okay you know, let go and let God, like the shit still hurts. Like it's still annoying. It's still bothersome. Um, you know, but it's just like, mm, okay, I guess the, you know, (laughs) the, the better thing is on the way. When is the last time you've cried for an audition? Like you cried about not getting one. I mean, you don't have to say, oh yeah, yesterday, you know, (laughs) because I always wonder that, like, especially when it comes to like with actors like there's an audition that they really 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 wanted Mm -hmm. and then when they get do you get a call from like your agent and the agent is just like you know you really did good and so on so on but they decided to go another direction or does it come in a format of of an email or is it a text like how does (laughs) um it's definitely not a call everything is done via email. So basically your agent does not have the time to tell you you didn't get it. So if you did not get it, you just won't hear anything. Because basically when you get, yeah, basically when you get the the audition, so that is also sent to you via email from your agent. And it will have all the the required information, a part of that email. So the day of your audition, um, if there's a script that you need to learn, it will be attached. 
um, the time of your audition, the location, what to wear, if any sort of instructions are there. Um, it will also tell you the day of the callback. Um, it will also tell you the day of the actual shooting. So your, okay. all your information is there. So pretty much if I have an audition on the 19th and I can see that the callback date is the 21st Got it. and by the 20th, I don't see an email coming in for the callback, then I already can see like, okay, if I didn't even get the callback, I didn't book this. You know what I no. mean? That's or, what I know. I should. I would never be in this shit because knowing me, I would be like checking my junk mail. <laughs> I would check my junk mail, or I send a message to like the agent. The agent, like, or, hey, like just want to know if anything came in for me. <laughs> or I call the casting director and be like, you know what? I've been having major issues with my email. <laughs> no, I've done that. Just wanted to know if I missed something. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no. You know how many times I've done that? No. I've done that so many times with job. <laughs> no, like my email has been like messing up. No. Just making sure if oh, anything. Yeah. I've used that finesse at some point in time, but not with this. <laughs> not with this stuff. No, it doesn't work like that. Um when I get a call, and, and again, my relationship with my agent is, you know, 95% via email, you know, mm -hmm. um, so we correspond that way because, you know, I'm not the only person she's representing, um, but she's done a great job at like being open and available to me and, you know, I'll send her updates about, you know, my thoughts for my career or, you know, new work that I've been doing or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I keep mm -hmm. her up, up to, up to um, date on what's going on with me as an artist. Um, but the, but when I do get a call from my agent, it's mainly like a very good thing. Like mm -hmm. I remember when I booked, um, my first speaking role on TV, um, she called me to tell me, you know, she was like, hey, just want to tell you, da -da -da, you booked it, da -da. you know, because I mean? it was like a big deal for me, you know, mm -hmm. but generally, no, it's not phone calls. It's not that it's literally just checking your emails. I check my emails 30, 40 times a day easily. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. So it's pretty much like, you know, if you don't hear anything, it's assumed that um, you didn't book it. Now, there has definitely been wild card situations. This is why I can't, even though it's hard and emotionally exhausting at times, it's like the God that I serve, like I'm just out here on some like unexpected miracle vibes you know what i mean like that's the type of energy that i walk around with so it's like i know and i've been in situations where like i've gotten booked off of just my headshot like not even doing an audition you yep. know i've gotten um auditions for things that like i didn't even apply for i've had a situation where my agent was like hey send me a tape and I'm going to put you in for that movie anyways, because why not? Like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. th those things are the things that continue to like give me faith and give me hope because it's like, yo, 
I know that I'm working so diligently in one area, but God's the type of God to just come left field with the blessing. You know what I mean? Yes. Like just hit you upside your head. Like, ah, oh, I bet you didn't expect that. Did you? So like, those are the things that like keep me motivated and excited about this journey. Mm-hmm. As far as your question about crying and last time I've cried about an audition. Um, I don't, I've never cried about an audition. It's interesting because I'm a crier, but like I cry for like happy things more <laughs> than sad things. Um, so I've never actually cried to be like, oh my God, I really wanted that. The feeling of defeat and, and you know, disappointment has definitely, you know, been, been something I've experienced multiple times, but it's never manifested into tears. It's never like fully been physical tears it's always just like this feeling and I'd have just a moment and I've just learned to discipline myself in a in such a way where even if even when I feel defeated I can't let those words come out of my mouth because I know the power of my words you know so I just have to hold that and I literally just swallow it and I just, you know, thank you, Jesus, your will be done on to the next, like, and I just have to like move on. So, and it's so interesting because it's so interesting. Like when you start to grow and learn and understand yourself and just understand your, your personality traits, I see my, that personality trait that I have that I've always had of that ability to let things go and move on. Like that has been something a part of my life since I was a child. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've never, and I don't know if it's because I'm an only child. I don't know if it's because, um, you know, like even when relationships would end, it would be like, it was never, I've never had that experience of like, oh my God, no, I really want this. Or hold on, wait. Like I've never, yeah. uh, you know, maybe it was pride at that stage of my life. But I've, I've never had issue with like letting things go. And now in this leg of my journey, I can see where that type of mentality um, works in my favor. Yeah, it's helpful. Yeah, because I don't um, hang on to things like that. Like looking at the old email, why didn't I get this? But I was perfect for the role. Like, nah, it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. not this one, something else then. So so yeah, you know, it's just interesting, but it's like, I'm like, yo, is there, is there something I should be doing in addition? But I mean, really, there's no, there's no better solution than um, allowing God to just do his thing. Facts. Right. Um, but anyways, moving on. Um, I know this was something that you shared with me earlier this week. About, um, and we share this mutual frustration when Black people are in high positions and they go extra hard with fellow Black people. Mm-hmm. Like, why, ma'am? Like, hmm. why? Why is that a thing? What is there a lesson that is trying to be taught here? Or, yeah, I don't know. Like, you yep. were telling me about this, the store. We won't mention the store, but mm-hmm. 
yeah, your, what was that experience again that you were saying? I want you to say it, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, overall, um, a young lady that I know um, had to return something at a specific store downtown Toronto. And um, the young lady had to return it because the person that originally bought the item was unable to return it. So the young lady had the credit card and had the bill and explained to the other, well, explained to the sales associate at that particular store what happened. And the sales associate was black and the young lady returning the item was also black. Mm -hmm. And that young lady returning the item called me and was telling me what was going on. And the way that associate was going off with her stociocious voice, (laughs) acting as if she owned the store. And like, I, I, I don't understand, like, full-blown stereotyping the um the person that returned the item full-blown like you can't afford this and it was a high-end store and it was a high-end store so automatically it was like "Mm, i don't believe you yeah like flat out i don't believe you yada 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 even though there was nothing wrong with the garment even though the credit card was right and the receipt was right not even an exchange, nothing. But when somebody else of another race went to return the item, it was no problem. Mm-hmm. She gave her a little pushback here and there, but at the end of the day, the item was 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 able to be exchanged. And that type of shit pisses me off, especially when it comes on to my industry, which is fashion, because I see a lot of Black I find it's more black women than black men mm-hmm. do this shit. When they see, when they work at a Saks Fifth Avenue, at a Prada, a Gucci, whole mm-hmm. Renfrew, they feel like, oh yeah, I'm here now. I, I'm, I'm here with all the white people and blah, blah, blah. And they see me as here. So I can, I, I too can look down at the black people that come into the store and so on, and give them attitude, all this unnecessary, excuse my friends, fuckery, which mm-hmm. is, at the end of the day, you can get fired like that, sweetie. Exactly. Like, like don't... And, and, and you're never one of the whites. You're the black you. person you. amongst the whites. Like, don't you ever get that You are replaceable. Like, don't get it confused. And it pissed me off. And especially in retail. And I feel like we've talked about this before, where it's like, why are you going so hard? Do you own shares in this this company? Are you like the owner? Like, thanks. You're an employee, dude. Like, you know, if it, like, I don't understand. And there's no shade to employees at, at all, but it's like, I just don't understand. Like, are you getting a raise if you, you know, make sure. I, I just, I don't know. Like, just, I don't get it. Because last time so I checked, hard. 
last time I checked, we're in a pandemic and your store is suffering because I've walked past your store multiple times and really don't see anybody in there. So I know your sales ain't that great. So you need people like myself and others to be up in there shopping. Mm -hmm. What's the problem? What is the problem? And it just, it irks me. It, it irks me so much. I've always told myself when I reach a certain level in my career, mm-hmm. as I've been doing with CityLine, with film and TV, I've worked for Holtz. I've worked for Harry Rosen, some of the big conglomerates in the city. I've been around big time fashion people, but I will never look down at a Black person or anybody just because I'm at a certain level in my career or I work at a certain store. No, absolutely, absolutely not. not. That's so foolish. Like it, <laughs> it's so, so foolish. And it's like, I feel like now more than ever before, like you would be a fool to underestimate anyone. Mm-hmm. because people will deal with people a certain way and have no idea who they are, what they possess inside of them, if they're going to be the next thing to blow. And Thanks. you know what I mean? Like all of the above. And it's like, don't judge me in my toque and sweatpants and sneakers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and bubble jacket today. Like you actually have no idea, you know, what I own, how much money I have, where, where, what, where I'm going in life, what I'm doing, who I'm connected to. You know what I mean? And here's the thing too, especially with Black people, like there's a high possibility that we will see each other in a different space. You know what I mean? It's like somebody mm-hmm. seeing you in your work life and just, oh, okay, you're in your little, your little you know, work, uh, appropriate outfit or you know your smart comfortable shoes or no makeup or whatever and you know they might deal with you a certain way and then Mm -hmm. they'll see you out at a party or an event and you know you're dressed in the nines and all of a sudden it's a different energy right yep and I understand that there's that thing of like you know what you present to the world is how people will judge you and da 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 I totally get that but it's like I feel like wisdom should tell you, like, don't put all your eggs in that basket. Facts. Because you literally do not know who is who or who is going to become who. Yeah, you have no idea. You have no idea. You'd be good to everybody. Mm -hmm. Because you never, ever, ever know who knows who. You never know. Exactly. Or who could, who you might have a one encounter with be super pleasant to just off the strength of, you know, that's just who you are. And it be that person that calls your name six months down the line when an opportunity arises. Like we've both been in that situation a Mm -hmm. few times and it's, it's a blessing, you know, and then you really have to go back and think like, wow, how, how did I deal with that person? Or Mm -hmm. like, I'm so thankful that I dealt with them properly or they felt seen and appreciated you know what I mean whatever it is and like even with me as a buyer listen in the mornings I I am putting on no makeup I ain't doing none of that shit you know what I mean I'm wearing my most comfy sneakers 
I I don't even wear jeans to work. I wear sweatpants or tights, like yep. just the most comfort level that I can possess. I know that I'm going into high end stores. I know that mm-hmm. I'm around a bunch of people, like a, you know, people in the mall all all day. But it's like when I'm going into a store, if I like what I like and I want what I want, I'm I'm buying. Like I'm Thank buying. You. So like. And whether you greet me when I come in or not, like it's, it will make a difference for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't think that I'm just in here, you know, I'm in the Gucci store just looking, you know what I mean? Like I'm here to buy, you know? And it's just, it's like every, okay. So something super annoying and I don't care. I'm going to say the name of the store. So every time I go (laughs) into Burberry, Mm. At, um at Yorkdale now mm-hmm. okay I don't know I mean I I assume that this is um policy you know what I mean I don't just think it's just with me yet by any means I do understand that you know because even like Gucci does it um where like they will assign you know a a person like a like a employee or whatever a sales associate to you basically yes and they you know that person is literally like walking behind you walking yep yep following you and it's just like here's the thing most people might like that and they feel like oh my god you're taking care of me you're right here under my armpit but me as a costume buyer, I'm not into that. Leave me the hell alone. If mm-hmm. I need something, I am not shy to ask for what I need for, the what I yeah. need. You know what I'm saying? If I need a size, if I, I will let you know. Like, but Burberry, it's like as soon as I come, it's like, and some, yo, you know, I play games with them, eh? I like dodge them. Like, I'll be like, let me act like I'm going left and I'll make a quick yep, right. Like yep. just to see, cause they're trying not, because they don't say it to you. You know, that's my thing at Gucci. They say it to me like, Hey, we've assigned Catherine to you. Let her know if she, if she needs anything. So I know Catherine Debo, like if I need mm-hmm. to get something, but at Burberry, for some reason, they don't really say it or they don't introduce themselves. They're just lagging up behind you. Mm-hmm. every direction that you go in the store and i'm just yeah. like this is mad annoying yeah it's and called you- shark mentality that's what um a store that i used to work at that's what they used to tell their associates so oh, i geez. would as a visual i as a, as a, um, a visual merchandiser i used to watch how they would literally be on somebody like pounce on them because the idea of the matter is is that if they take their eye off of you and you're trying to search for associate, it looks bad on them. So as soon as you pick up something or you stop somewhere and look at something, that's their right. That's their, that's um, a cue for them to be like, all right, go, go, go to that prey now and close that sale. It is horrible and it is not proper customer service it's horrible (laughs) and i am so the rebel customer because there's nothing anyone can say or do to me and i've worked in retail for many years um in the past there's nothing you can do or say to me that's going to upsell me that's going to make me buy something i don't want like if i'm in the mood to buy and i'm in the mood for your little upsell and i'm like yeah good oh yeah why not that whole decision was mine 
-hmm. not yours. Like, sorry to let you know, but you actually did not. I mean, yes, of course, there are multiple thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that that will have an impact on them. But me as a shopper, Sharona, that will never work on me because, yeah. and then I have to start getting real short with people. Like, I'm oh, in yeah, a, that's I'm in me. A, <laughs> I'm in a store the other day. I picked, I walked in two seconds, Janelle. Picked up one shirt. Mm -hmm. The girl was like, are you ready to buy that? Do you want me to bring it to the cash? Mm -hmm. I said, I said, I'm still thinking, thank you. Oh, but do you want me to go? I'm no. still thinking, I'm okay. Like, what do you, can I hold the shirt? Can I put my two hands on the shirt before you say, are you ready to buy that? What the yeah. hell are you asking me right now? But it's just, it's almost just like word vomit. Like it's like they're robots. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now when they need the seal. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're even worse. Yeah. It's horrible. But, you know, and I get that the sales will probably, or lack thereof, will probably affect how many shifts you get. That's Absolutely. But I'm sorry, sis, that that's not my problem. Like, you know, I'm on a particular mission. So if your store doesn't have what I need, I'm not buying anything anyway shout out to all the sales associates <laughs> yeah <laughs> just you know just breeze a little it's okay to have people in your eye line 100 pick up on those body cues because in the same vein if i'm looking for somebody to help me for too long i am gonna get annoyed yeah you know what i mean so you have to pick up those cues for sure but do you have to be under somebody's body following them no absolutely not well, anyway, let's take a break and we'll be right back. We are back. Uh, mm -hmm. Dry cleaning the spill tea. What we got? What we got? So, um, Kadeen, Lord Jesus, Kadeen and Lord Jesus, Deval, what's the name? Deval, yes, mm -hmm. Kadeen and Deval. Well, not even Instagram. They're more YouTube that YouTube mm -hmm. couple. Um, so they actually did something. Uh, they have a podcast. And um, a few or about a week or two ago, um, Kadeen, no, Deval. See, I got them confused all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the gentleman on there mm -hmm. um, was mentioning something along the lines of, how his wife, Kadeen, forced him, kind of forced him into marriage and how he was somewhat okay with the whole, he wasn't really into the whole monogamy thing. Mm. And um, something along the lines of monogamy and sex came into play saying that when Kadeen and him got married, he was expecting that, that their relationship would still be in the same realm as it was before, where she would, like, the whole sex and all of that type of stuff would still come into play, and it would just be always good and yada 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 it would be all the time and so on and so on and um she was basically expressing that once she started to have children that's when her sex drive 
started to go down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which we've heard many times. Yeah. And that kind of came, after that, a different, a lot of different podcasts have been talking about this. One particular one was um, this podcast that I love called So Shameless, where um, a young lady on that podcast was saying that when she had her child, there were times where I think for about a year, she didn't want to have sex. Mm. And there was nothing that anybody could do to make her even want to do it. And she was cool with it. Like she was just focused on herself and so on. And I believe she said that she got into a relationship around that time and um, a conversation came into play with her and the person she was seeing And she told him, you know, I'm not really feeling it. And if you want to go and go get your rocks off, go right ahead. And I believe that he did. But that was her choice. That was her choice. And she got a lot of like, not necessarily negative comments towards it, but a gentleman on there was just like, you know, as this is like your partner, you're supposed to satisfy your partner, especially if you're in a marriage, like no matter what, you're supposed to make sure that your partner is always good at all times. Um, And he was just like, you know, I'm not that type of dude to go tell my girl, yo, go get a stripper for a night or go get whatever for a night, go get a prostitute or whatever, whatever. And I just find it really interesting because, I mean, at the end of the day, I know there are some times for me where I think it was in one of my relationships where I just didn't want to have sex, period. Mm, Like, I just mm -hmm. didn't want to. I don't know what it was. I don't know what I was going through. Um, I think it was one of those times where I was very indecisive about my career. And that was my my focus. Mm -hmm. And just... I just didn't feel desirable. I didn't want to do, I didn't want to have sex. He wanted to. And that was definitely a rift in our relationship to the point where we ended up breaking up. Mm. So I have always wondered, and I mean, right now, I, I think we've spoken about it on another episode where the whole idea about polygamy mm-hmm. has come into play or open marriages and so on, or even what's that word that you call a unicorn? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Inviting coming, somebody into the inviting relationship. Inviting somebody in. So I'm just like, yo, what if I'm in a marriage? I just don't want to have sex. And maybe this whole streak will last for like a few weeks or even a month. What happens to my man? Like, I know for a fact I'm not allowing him to go out there and go get his, his, his dick sucked. Or to go and <laughs> stick his dick in somebody else. I mm-hmm. could not do that. But at the same time, too, I understand that his needs still matter. So what do you do <sighs> like that? Uh, it's so interesting to me. It's still such a hard concept for me to understand of how, like, uh, of how important, like, of how important,
important. Important's not the right word, but it's so crazy to me of how much emphasis is placed on sex. Mm-hmm. Like for men in particularly. Of course, women love sex too. Nothing wrong with that, all of that kind of thing. But it's like, guy, like when we think about the things that sex makes people do, the mm-hmm. way it makes them crazy, the way it makes them like it's like like a lion in a den the ma- the way it makes people even just rip sex away from people like in the form of rape and that sort of thing it's just like or or make men cheat because they just need it is is it just like i just i don't know Janelle. it's just so hard i don't know if it's just because i'm not a man and i i will never be one but is it i just don't see why why the alternative has to be, oh, well, you got to give me a hall pass. Well, you mm-hmm. got to let me go out and do my thing because I need this and these are my needs. And it's like, dude, if it's a matter of busting a nut, like, why can't you jerk off? I don't yeah. know. Like, I get that it's different, but it's just like, you, the alternative has to automatically jump to us bringing somebody else into the relationship just for your needs like like if the reason I don't want to have sex is connected to something emotional that I'm going through or even physical you know we talk about women who've had babies and you know your hormone levels are all out of whack and everybody doesn't have that quick bounce back you know snap back story you know what I mean um not to mention the postpartum that could potentially happen and all these things. It's like, none of that matters. It's like, yeah, babe, I got you. Yeah. I'm gonna rub your feet, but I still got to go out and like, go be with Sheila. Like what? Like why? How? I just don't like for real. Like you really just can't. I don't know. To me, it's, it seems like a thing of like, just not being in control of, yourself and of your body and because everything is is you know your body's gonna do what it's gonna do but like your mind essentially controls your body yeah yeah but nobody takes that time to like discipline themselves on that level because you could if you really wanted to but that's hard so the easier thing to do is just be like well is to try to like plead your case, but that ain't gonna fly in my relationship. I'll tell you that. Absolutely not. That's Absolutely. not where what we doing out here. You know what I mean? Abs- Absolutely not. I mean, I don't know. For me, it's like I've been in, I've been in a situation before where there was a time where I mean I was single, and like full transparency there was like I don't even remember when maybe last year I don't even maybe this year I don't even know but there was a time where I wanted to have sex for like there was like my sexual drive was high yeah like for months and I'm just like yo where could I get this (laughs) I'm just like I don't want to have it with just with anybody like Mm -hmm. and I remember I had to kind of suppress those feelings whether I was focused on work, whether I like watch TV, I listen to a podcast, something to get my mind <laughs> off of it. Cause I knew I wasn't going to just call up somebody and be like, yo, what are you saying? Type of thing. Like mm-hmm. it, it just, I just didn't want to do that at that time. So 
I get those sexual urges. Of course, we all have I, them. I get it. But men don't understand that what what women go through, especially women who have had children, just like literally women that just had children right after they've had a child. Like I've spoken to multiple women bef- like after they've had children. They don't want to do shit. Of course. Then you also deal with the whole postpartum, like, or even they just don't feel sexy anymore. And it doesn't matter how many times their man can tell them, you know, you're beautiful, this, that, and the third. They just don't want to. So it's like, I find there's like a little bit of selfishness in there. Like, it's not always about you. Like, I just delivered this child. (laughs) Like... Give me some leeway. Or just even just women in general who don't even have children. Like, we're, our bodies and everything, like, we're hormonal. Absolutely. <laughs> we're extremely hormonal. You were just talking about PMS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's real. It's a real, it's a real thing. Like, our body goes through these, these changes. And it's, my mom tells me all the time. Me and my mom have these conversations about all the time where, there was a time where she was just like, yeah, I was just like, she was like, I was wondering if I'm still a woman. Like, this mm-hmm, is like, mm-hmm. like one minute. She was like, one minute. I had like no sex drive, no nothing. She was like, Janelle, I was getting a little nervous in terms mm-hmm. of what was going on. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. She was like, in my forties and even, um, it's like up and down one minute. It's she's good. Next minute. She's not. Yeah. Like, Women's bodies are, we're a mess. And men need to understand that. Yes, we're very complex. And for the men who, you know, love the things that a woman's body can do and do for them and do to them, like you need to keep that same energy when it comes to understanding when a woman is like, listen, if I'm not feeling great within my body or about my body, I can't like feel great about you being all up on my body. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, but it's, it's interesting. And I mean, just quickly, like when it comes, obviously neither of us are married, much less been married for 10 plus years. Um, but my rule of thumb is do what works for you in a relationship, but it can't work for one and not the other that's an imbalance. That's when you're going to get the problems. But Mm. if both parties of the relationship are like, you know what? We've been together. We know we love each other. We know we respect each other. We care for each other. You know, we got kids, we got our house, we got our empire, whatever, whatever, you know, I'm secure enough to be like, yes, here's your hall pass. Just don't make that shit come back to the home. Mm-hmm. Make sure you stay strapped up. Make sure you safe out there. Whatever it is. If that is something that works for you within your relationship, then hey, do you, boo, because we just got, we got one life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you, you, I guess like the things and, and even with them, um, open relationships and unicorns and relationships and stuff, it, it all boils back down to the understanding of, hmm, I need to just find the person that is essentially going to be okay with, with this lifestyle. Cause there's, you're not the only one who is totally okay with it. 
you know, but it's when you're trying to like wife up somebody who is completely not on that and you're trying to like force a type of lifestyle on them, that's when you're going to get into problems. Facts. Um, you know, just a little word of advice for, from the single girls. <laughs> honestly, honestly, we, we be knowing it. shit. We be knowing shit because, you know, we're hearing the conversations, we're observing things from both ends, and we mm-hmm. also have past experience. Um, exactly. But kind of like another thing, just like in this same vein of sex and stuff like that, um, Another thing that had been like surfacing on social media over the past week has been um, Amber Rose on the Red Table Talk. And I just saw a small clip that really stood out to me um, where she was talking about, you know, back in the day, she was in a relationship with a dude, probably with him for like two years. And you know, she was getting to a place where she wanted to end the relationship, you know, but they were still together. But I guess she had just checked out emotionally or, you know, mentally or whatever the case may be. And it came to a situation where she was basically like, yo, I'm not really trying to do this with you no more. Like, I'm actually trying to dip. Mm-hmm. And he was like, nah, fuck that. And like, pretty much like threw her on the bed and like had sex with her. Mm. And, you know, so non-consensual because she was not in the mood and Mm -hmm. was not trying to go there with him. Mm -hmm. And she was speaking to, um, you know, Jada and them. And she was just like, I was conflicted for a long time because it's like I had had sex with this guy multiple times. But this one particular time, I, I really didn't want to. And he kind of like took it. So, Mm. you know, that was assault, that was essentially like rape, like, but it's like, at the time, it was not how she was identifying it, because she was just like, yo, I guess we've done this a thousand times, what makes this time different? It's just, it's it's just a blurred line for a lot of women. Mm. Um, And you know, I can speak for myself, like, I've, I've had an experience like that as well, um, many, many, many years ago, mm-hmm. where I was, you know, this guy wasn't my boyfriend, you know, but we were seeing each other, just obviously on that level for a few months, like a while, and, you know, we've done whatever we've done in the past, okay, cool, but there was one time that like I was just like at his house or whatever and um just something just turned me off it was kind of like or I think it was that situation of like oh no just come over I just want to talk and of course Mm -hmm. you're young and dumb you know you think just want to talk really means just want to talk and he was older I think he even lied about his age so girl I don't even know how much older he was to me um but I would say no less than five years, five, six years at that time. Mm -hmm. And so I went over to his place these times. Let me tell you, it wasn't no car. It was bus. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was, it was, (laughs) you know what I mean? I think he, I was living in Scarborough at the time and he lived in Mississauga. So, you know, that was a bit of a, Oh my God. I've done those before. Yes, we all have. We all have. And you know, I was at his house or whatever, and it was like, 
you know, we're talking and then he's trying to like be all up on me. And I was like, nah, like just pushing him off. Like, nah, that's not what we out here doing. You know what I mean? And Mm. he was like forcefully like pushing himself up on me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And then I had to, and again, at that stage of my life, I was very passive, you know, in the sense of like, I would feel bad and it's fucked up to say now, but like, I would probably feel bad to like fully like punch this dude in his face, even if that's what I knew I should have done, you know? So it didn't actually like manifest into full on sex or whatever, because I I didn't make that happen. And just Mm -hmm. the angry person in me was just like, nah, fuck this, fuck you. And I literally just like stormed out of the house. Mind you, you know, he would always like um, get a tap. Them times their Uber was not running. So mm-hmm. it would be like he would meet me at the bus station or you send a taxi for me. Like there was like this sort of, you know, from the where the bus lets you off to like the walk into the neighborhood. Yes. Was, and I was never good with directions. So I never really knew. It was all a blur because I was not aware of my surroundings as much as I should have mm-hmm. been at that time. So I say that to say I walked out of the house not knowing where the fuck I was going. Okay. Yep. We weren't, we didn't have phones where it's like, Google, how do I get to here? There was no exactly. way. It, it was just like, I just knew that eventually I will walk to something that looks familiar and I can ask where the bus station, like I was just so determined um, to, to leave, right. Mm-hmm. To, to, to get out of that space. And then he like jumped in a car was driving up beside me, come in the car. It's okay. I'll drive you. I'm sorry. Oh, and I did not get into the car. I was just like, fuck this nigga. And it was just like, literally cold turkey like complete cutoff after that now so i you know and at the time i knew that that was not right you know what i mean um so now crazy janelle when i tell you after all those years all those years i don't know if i told you but did this dude not Find me on Instagram? Wow. Who do I see link in my DM, fam? And I'm looking at the picture and I know his face. So I'm obviously like, yo, A, how the hell did you find me on Instagram? I mean, I know my page is open, but it's like, why? Like what? We have no mutual friends. There was no sort of connection of any sort. And can you believe that this dude, now, mind you, literally, um, I can't, I don't even know how many years have passed, maybe 15, I don't know, mm-hmm. but a, a long ass time has passed. And can you believe this dude was up in my DM talking about, can I take you out on a Wow. Day? Can I bring you out to dinner? <clears throat> Pardon me? Yo. The, 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 I couldn't have clicked block faster, fam. I was like, the devil is a liar. You know what I mean? Because, oh, hell no. And he would probably have no clue, no idea that, that, that situation had such a big impact on my life. Absolutely. You know, because I never expressed it to him. I never, I just cut it off and just moved on. Right. 
but it's just like nah you got me all the way fucked up and now I'm in a place in my life where I would 100% express that to him oh absolutely in today's day but it's just like nah I don't want to communicate I don't 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 compliment me on my pictures don't like my shit like just move yourself because I am not there or anywhere close to you in any sort of way but it's just so heartbreaking (sighs) that us as women like go through these things you know what I mean and it's just like so so common so common and and if you really don't um take the time to identify like what is right and wrong you'll you'll go around expect like accepting fuckery oh absolutely absolutely I (sighs) oof Jesus oof the stuff we go through when we're young it's just like (laughs) It's just like we're so like naive and innocent and we're scared and so on. Like, oh my goodness. I never really went through something like that, but I remember um, I was in element, not elementary school. Whoa. I was in high school and I remember there was this man and I want to say a man who was a boy (laughs) like I'd say about maybe three years older than me I'm a Markham girl he's a Scarborough dude and so on and I remember we had a little thing wasn't anything crazy like a little back in the back in the day I was afraid to like have sex like (laughs) I literally like I did not want to I just was like that shit looks like it hurts not happening I am the dry hump queen. That is me. (laughs) No, I will dry hump, like whip my clothes on, like no tomorrow because that's not happening. It is not happening. That's not happening. Those ones, one hundred. Yeah, that was my my high school career. Like, trust me. Like, what? No pants coming off. No. Oh hell Absolutely no. not. Not <laughs> happening. No. <laughs> Absolutely. You will get blue balls forever. Forever. <laughs> not blue happening. Blue balls queen right here. <laughs> Trust me. So that was like my go-to with dude. I think we had it like that was like we had like a little makeout session one time by like Mel Lastman Square. <laughs> Yo, you're giving me the most nostalgic things right now. Dry hump <laughs> I haven't heard in years. Mel Lastman Square. Do this. That's not what it's called anymore. <laughs> I'm dying. Yo, why are you so old? <laughs> I'm so old, yo. I'm so old. There was, this, there was something that used to happen at Mel Lastman Square in the summertime. I can't oh remember. Oh my God, I'm dying. But I remember I went there with my mom. And when you feel like you're big and everything on your mom is just like, all right, meet back here at this time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm live, whatever, whatever. Like I see my homegirls, da, 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 da. So I'm going to go with them. But then I seen homeboy. So we had like a little one, two, one, two in a little corner, whatever. But like nothing more than that. So one day he calls me. And he's just like, yo, 
what are you saying? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm home, whatever, whatever. He was just like, yo, I want to have sex. Just random. Just like that. So mm-hmm. I'm like, um, no. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not happening. I'm a virgin. That's not happening. And he's just like, are, he was like, oh, yeah? I'm like, yeah. And he was just like, all right, well, guess what? If we don't have sex, I'm just going to tell everybody that we did. I kid mm-hmm. you not. That's what the man said. Disgusting. And I'm like, um, no, that's not happening. I kid you not, Sharona, for a week, this man was ringing off my phone. Ringing off my phone. And those times I had like a little Fido Nokia. No, it was like a Fido phone. It's like this little peanut-shaped phone. And I, it, I get traumatized. I still have that phone to this day. I get traumatized every time I see that phone because this man would call me every time. As soon as I'd pick up the phone, he was just like, so when are we going to have sex? So when are we going to have sex? He was like, remember, I'm going to tell everybody. I'm going to tell everybody. Everybody's going to know that you had sex with me. And for months, for months, I was so frigging scared that this man told everybody that me and him had sex. The manipulation is disgusting. We never did. And this man, like, kind of fell off the face of the earth. Like, I never seen this man. I, never I was going to say, where is this man. bozo? Honestly, never heard about him. Nothing after that. But for a week straight, this man was calling me. A week. And I was, I was terrified. I was like, yo, this man's going to come up to my school and, like, find me. <laughs> you see? Oh. And this is one of the reasons why I don't want to have children because I'm like, yo, to know my girl child would like, would probably go through some, I would, yo, (sighs) kill, kill. And I think that is going to be the hardest part. One of the hardest things when it comes to being a parent is that feeling of like just wanting to protect your child so much but like not want just that finding that balance you know wanting to protect them but also not wanting to shelter them from the world because then they're just gonna go find the world on their own or like if people try to like bully them and you want to bust a little kid's ass but you can't like oh i'm just like yo i don't know i'm gonna have to have like an older kid and a younger kid so that they can fight for each other or something and like you know but I'll be on like a headset telling them exactly what to do trust me <laughs> trust me but I will never forget but me before we go I will never forget I'm thinking about like random shit when I was in elementary high no high school yeah I think it was in grade nine again telling my parents oh yeah I'm going somewhere I'm going to the library and then I go to the library, but I'm there with some man, with a boy, I should say. Oh, hell with, yeah. Yes, with a light-skinned guy, because I used to love light-skinned men with braids. That was my Lord. thing. Mm-hmm. And we'd be, like, in a little corner in the, outside of the library, like, hugging up and so on and so on. Yo, why was it again? no cell phones no nothing all i had was a pager my pager must have went off i was not paying attention i was like hanging up on this man all of a sudden in my peripheral i see my dad i see my dad and i hear and i my dad used to wear a lot of chains 
<laughs> you heard the clinking of the dates as he was walking up. No, no. <laughs> Yo, Sharona, I froze. I was still on the mat and I froze. Wait, you didn't even you didn't even push the mat off. I just froze. So your dad saw you in the act. In the act. And no. my dad's looking at me with the chains on. The man that I was with, the, I, call him, can look, I keep calling him a man. The boy that I was with, he froze. I froze. My dad looked at me, turned right around, went into the car. I was just like, I gotta go. Gotta go. I just ran. My dad didn't talk to me all the way home. He didn't <laughs> talk to me. I was so scared. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yo, yo, this stuff. That's oh, I used to do, man. Mm-mm-mm. Those things are hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yep. I definitely had a situation like that, but it was my mom that pulled up. And she just told the, the boy to like get out, like leave. And it's just like, but she like liked him like they like she liked him as a kid you know but at that time it was like nope get out bye like you know i was just like oh my god i'm like like am i gonna get beat like am i gonna like i just didn't know what else was happening like can i get a warning like (laughs) can you send a smoke signal let me know what to prepare for how many layers of clothes did you ever used to put layers of clothes on when you knew you're getting licks like (laughs) No, because I never knew it was coming. (laughs) (laughs) No, I knew because my mom would be at work and be like, watch when I get home. I know, watch when you get home. Yep. Oh, man, you try to do everything right. Wash the dishes. Oh, yes. Go to bed early. Go to bed early. Like, no, no. A black mother will turn on the light, bust out your door. Facts. Wake your ass up. Facts. Yo, I was the queen oh. of going to bed early at 6, 6 p.m., yo. Dawn is daylight. <laughs> what am I doing at 6 p.m.? Daylight. Birds are still chirping. Kids are outside. I'm in bed. <laughs> queen of that shit, yo. Oh, my queen. God. Yo, Queen it's so kids. crazy. Like, when we have our kids, we're going to know every finesse, okay? I mean, there there will be, like, new age finesses that we have to watch out for. <laughs> but like age finesse. The old school stuff, like, bruh, nah, <laughs> I've been here, done that. <laughs> I'd probably just laugh at my kid. Like, little yep. nigga, you don't think I know what you're doing? Like, Thanks. you know? Thanks. That would be crazy. But, um, random well. question. Mm-hmm. before we end the show do you judge men um if you don't see like a like an, any sort of print in their gray sweatpants like as they walk or Ooh. as they're in front of you gray sweatpants <laughs> i saw something online saying gray sweatpants are men's lingerie and I was gonna say, what is the women's equivalent to gray sweatpants? But like, just that thing, like you know, women, we know, like mm-hmm. we know when the, the sweatpants are out, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, what mm-hmm. can I see? You know? And it's mm-hmm. just like I was thinking about that because obviously, being in the mall, and yes. you know, <laughs> and, yep. that, and I know we were talking about this before, where you know there are some benefits to 
to um, wearing a mask everywhere yes. because people can't see your full facial expression. Mm -hmm. Can't see. Can't see nothing. So I remember like just seeing a dude, just naturally, you know, seeing mm -hmm. a dude walking towards me, like not walking to me, but just walking past me um, in gray sweatpants. And like naturally I'm doing the scan, mm -hmm. like just because that's just what we do. And like I didn't see any like any kind of bulge or any kind of print of any sort, and I was like, mm. like it was really like my face really went, mm. and like I realized, oh shit, okay, good thing I'm wearing my mask. <laughs> like I was just like, I don't know, I'm so childish for even thinking that because then I do know that like depending on the type of like brief that they're wearing exactly or, or boxer briefs or whatever it is or boxers that will also play a big fact in absolutely how things, like, sit and how things present and it's yes just... yeah 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 so i get that yeah but i can't lie i love seeing it <laughs> i love i love seeing it especially like if it's a nice pair of gray sweatpants not yeah. like not like pilled you know what yeah yeah like, yeah but good quality that's good quality and he's wearing like a nice like nice kicks or mm -hmm. like or like a winter boot if it's like really like snowy outside with his like winter jack yo <laughs> telling you the whole look the whole look the whole look but i mean like you were saying like I don't really feel ways about it because like you said, they could be wearing a very protective <laughs> brief. Yes. That <laughs> That's is just true. making sure that their little soldier or big soldier is proper. That so, is true. Yeah, but boy, oh boy, I've definitely seen some where I'm just like, whoa, okay. And again, the mask comes into play because I'm like, wow. I literally say wow. <laughs> My yeah exactly underneath my mask and, and now uh, i'm like oh yeah sorry go ahead yeah no 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 go on all saying? i was gonna say is like now when i look at men like their bodies i also look at like proportions of a man's yes. body oh absolutely <laughs> like do your legs match your upper body like the, that's your legs thing. match oh. honestly like just the size or like the build <laughs> sorry i'd be mad <laughs> you've been spending too much time in costume i know <laughs> right what is the proportions exactly the okay like? good that's what i'm gonna blame it on i'm not a creep i'm just a costume buyer <laughs> <laughs> i need to know the proportions of your body so on screen <laughs> exactly good um and my random question I saw again online, I think it was, what is her name? Danielle, um, you better glow girl. Mm -hmm. Our friend Danielle. Yes, she posted yes. something a few days ago talking about the, on the lines of if I don't fuck with you, or if, yeah, if we don't, if we are not friends anymore and if I don't fuck with you, I don't want anything bad to happen to you. Something along the lines of, um, I still wish you well. We just, we're just not aligned and so mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And um, 
every now and then I think about friends or one particular friend that I just would not bring back in my circle. Like it's just, it's just there. Like I don't really see something like that happening again. Um, I don't wish her any ill will or anything of that nature. There's, there was a time where I was just like, yo, fuck you. You're a bitch done. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. But as time, um, as time started to go, I just looked at it differently and I'm just like, whatever it is, what it is, but we are just gonna, never going to fuck like that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have brought back friends who may have done something to me in like high school petty shit Mm -hmm. and we're still cool now like we had our issues we didn't talk for months years if and now we're cool do you think that there is do you think that you could rekindle a friendship that you had say in the past that you could be like you know what yeah I could let them back into like my good graces again and it wouldn't be like oh yeah we're gonna start off like how we left off it's not gonna be like that um but do you think that you you foresee somebody coming back into your life that you had a close relationship in the past and they did something dirty to you but you're like you know what time heals all wounds it's fine bygones be bygones like, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that's like a layered qu- situation because A, it depends like what you did to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like, I guess like, I, I mean, there's nothing. And here's the thing. People, have, people will do things to you and it never comes to light until years later. And you might, they might never know that you knew. Like mm-hmm. I've definitely been in those situations where I just stopped fucking with somebody because I knew what they did, but they didn't necessarily know why I stopped fucking with them because I didn't mm-hmm. owe it to them to express or explain, Hey, this is why I stopped talking to you. I'm very yeah. much that person of like, nah, like I'm good, you know, bye. Because yeah. again, especially back in the day, I was not interested in confrontation and all those types of things. Um, and also to like, so to answer your question, it's like, mm, Uh, Yeah, it depends what it is. But then overall, really, I don't even have like the space in my mind or life for any like negative vibes. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm never going to have negative vibes towards somebody because I just don't have the energy for it. Mm -hmm. Like, so I could still be cordial with pretty much anybody but it doesn't mean by any means that I'm ever really going to allow you to like really come back into my good graces. Probably not. Truthfully. It's mm-hmm. like, I'll still deal with you at like arm's length, really. Like if we're in yeah. the same space, if we're around mutual friends, I'll keep it cute. But as far as like kicking with you and like probably not just because I wouldn't see the need. Like if, if you're not somebody who, I place value on as far as my life it's as Mm -hmm. where I'm at right now that I don't need 
to be able to call you a friend anymore. Like I'm okay. You know, it's just kind of like, I know you and we could exist in the same space and that's cool. And I don't wish anything bad on you. I don't, you know, if something great happens in your life for you, I'm going to genuinely be like, that's great. That's great for you. Or that's great for them or whatever. And move the hell on. There's Mm -hmm. not really a thing in me that's like, oh, maybe I should like, oh, they're popping now. Like maybe I should rekindle or Mm -hmm. I'm not that because we know people are that too, right? Absolutely. There's a motive behind um, rekindling the friendship. So yeah. And because I literally can count on one hand, like how many people I would be like, yo, you're my, my dog, dog, like my real party like my real friend it's like I'm not thirsty in that area like I'm okay with like you know what I mean just a real small amount of people because friend real friendship comes with a level of trust Mm -hmm. so it's like you know just because we can be cool and cordial doesn't mean I'm gonna trust you with anything that's important to me in my life yeah I find I find men can do that in terms of like this man could be like, yo, fuck this other man, like his best friend's girl. Yeah. And like they, and they've been doing, they've probably been fucking for like months, even years behind this man's back. Yep. And they mash up. And then maybe two, three years down the line, the homeboy and the homeboy are like best friends again. Best friends again. Yeah. Men definitely. <laughs> do that quicker than women do absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely wild. but it's not even a grudge holding thing for me it's just yeah. about protecting my own peace of mind like yeah. literally that's all it would be for me i just don't want to <laughs> yeah yeah I just don't want to honestly because it's not i'm in aries and it's not mm-hmm. even a, again it's not a grudge thing but i i'll forgive but i I, I can't forget. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's constantly going to be in my mind, especially if it's something so stupid on like, not the situation. For me, the, the situation, what you did was big, but you're so stupid to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like why? That will constantly go in my head. You can give me like all the excuses in the world, but I'm just going to be like, but why? For what? Yeah, it's That's true. Constantly going in my head. It is true. Okay. Well, <clears throat> um, yeah. So my off-figure tip this week is very simple, and it is. Mm-hmm. Do not lowball yourself. And what I mean by that is do not underprice yourself. Mm-hmm. Your worth or um, the price of your work or talents or whatever it is that you are doing. Um, I feel like over this past week, I've been in in a few scenarios and have also heard a few conversations been a part of a few conversations about 
like when it comes to money in particular and it comes to like it's just so important to like know your worth and if you don't know your worth like research that you know what i mean under yeah. try, ask questions figure out you know what somebody is charging who does the same thing that i'm doing for as long as i've been doing it to the capacity to the same capacity that i'm able to do it what are they charging what what is industry like you know what i mean and mm -hmm. then even still go above that shit you know what i mean because the worst thing that can happen is that somebody's either going to give you a straight up no or they're going to be like oh well we can negotiate and then you can kind of go from there but yeah. it's like i think like underselling lowballing ourselves is a cultural thing too that yes. has to be unlearned because i just find as black people as caribbean people in particular like we've been so accustomed to being convenient for everybody else even if it means being inconvenient to ourselves um we've been so used to you know making a dollar out of 15 cents you know what i mean we, we uh in we've been so used to downsizing we've been so used to like doing the most for the least payoff like it's it's generational it's cultural it's all those things but it's like nah that needs to end now mm -hmm. you know what i mean like as we are uh young professionals we're entrepreneurs we're all those things we're creatives and we have to just believe and trust and value what we do and and yes. that is how you teach people how to value what you do as well you know Agreed. so so yeah it's like if you say a price to somebody and they have absolutely no issue with it it's either because it's in within their budget and they're fine or you've lowballed yourself without knowing and mm -hmm. they're super excited that you don't know that you could have added two thousand dollars to that you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> so so yeah um that's my that's my off your tip do and i research love it. do your research on what you on on and ask around and don't be shy to yeah. ask you know yeah get your money because i mean i've been in that situation multiple times where i'm just like mm, if i if i this may be too much and if i say this amount i'm not going to get the job and right. i really you need the money scare them away right yeah right. well when it's now like people see that i'm working like they mm -hmm. see the projects that i'm a part of and so on like i i've actually let people know offhand like even when I worked with you on the two projects, I was just like, Sharona is my friend, but she still paid me. Mm -hmm. So if my friend is paying me, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, who are you as a stranger? Exactly. So right. like, no, there cannot be like, this is my consultation fee. And this is what I'm doing like for this amount of outfits. And if you can't do it, that's totally fine call me when you can and mm -hmm. that's it yeah mm -hmm. gone are the days when we're lowballing you no. we're not we're not amateurs anymore forget that exactly big people thing yes but yeah y'all this is good thank you so much for listening for hanging out with us hope you got your laundry done hope you you know you're listening at work 
you in traffic right now taking out my i'm taking out my locks my whole taking out your whole <laughs> locks whatever you do while you listen to the pod we thank you very much um hit us up instagram you know you know what it is already behind the stage um on gmail send us you know questions concerns all of that we want to hear from you guys we are so curious to you know know what you're thinking or you know that sort of thing um how are you handling the pandemic how are y'all handling this pandemic any pandemic cheat codes that y'all want to share with us that would be dope yes um behind the stage at gmail.com you could email us as well but you know instagram is always like the easier way we're both on the page and um so you could hit us up yes and lastly i will end off with a quote um this has been um a crazy year this actually should be something that i um should should um use at the end of the year but i'm using it now Feel what you need to feel and then let it go. Do not let it consume you. And that is from unknown. Mm-hmm. I don't know these unknowns. I'm like, who are you? Because wh- whoever unknown is needs to write a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a book of unknowns. But um, yeah, so whatever it is that you guys are feeling, feel it. Don't hold it. Don't hold back. If you yes. want to cry, cry. If you're having a bad day, have a bad day. But just don't let it be. Don't let it consume you. Don't let it just be all around you all the time. And don't feel guilty about it either. It's true. All right. Thank you for that. And we out. Bye. Daddy always told me make sure he's right. Yeah.